Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Energy Hall of Fame. This is Chris Atsuraki, co-CEO at NVR, and today we are extremely excited to have with us Mr. Jan Yangari, Head of New Business Strategy and Intelligence at Gabon Oil. As most of you know, Gabon is one of the most intriguing, very promising, yet underexplored areas of the MSGBC basin, with tons of ENP companies interested to invest today. However, of course, there are some challenges we want to discuss with Jan, some uh, new fresh ideas that uh, Gabon Oil will develop shortly. And today with me is, of course, as always, my co-host is Madalena, our Head of Institutional Partnerships, who has actually worked on the ground in Gabon herself and is very well acquainted with the country as well as with our guest. Thank you, Krisa. Yes, indeed, today I'm really happy that we have Jan with us. Uh, this goes back to 2018, I believe, this relationship when we met in South Africa at Africa Oil Week and Gabon's ministry uh, introduced and announced that the 12th licensing round was going to be out with a new hydrocarbon uh, legislation that attracted immediately a lot of people. And we realized that Gabon would be a very interesting investment destination for the upcoming years in terms of the energy sphere. So yes, Yen, thank you so much. Uh, it was a, an amazing experience. I've been both in Port-Gentil and Libreville. We have a lot to talk about today, I guess. <laughs> Hi, guys. Thank you very much for the opportunity to be here and discuss with you. Yeah, definitely. We have a lot to, a lot to discuss, you know, with all of the, what happened lately internationally, the COVID and the collapse of the oil price. And as you know, all of these events underneath lies always opportunities. And uh, I'll try to share with you a bit how we think that we'll be able to get back on our feet and keep pushing for our oil and gas market. Thank you so much, Jan. Again, welcome to our podcast. This is really great to have you here. So let's start with uh, with interesting questions. So Gabon, as we, we all know, is a major uh, producer and exporter uh, in Africa. With mature oil fields in decline right now, what are the steps you're taking to revitalize the existing oil fields? Yeah, good question. Very good question. So as you know, Gabon is a, is a very mature market for oil and gas and for discoveries you know the the, the market started in 1957 with uh, elf and since then has evolved a lot so what we have been trying to do as well now is to open our market to new independent actors uh, like valco bw offshore peranco moravan prom and asala so what we saw is that these actors independent they have lower opex per barrel than the majors so they're they're able to keep producing mature fields and are working on how to enhance their oil recovery, uh, where majors, you know, they, they're more interested right now in high yield wells and um, very big oil fields. So you can see in Gabon's uh, environment a shift towards those independent actors, and we've really been pushing them. And, and Gabon Oil Company, uh, as an example, so we took, uh, we acquired 10% in the, the new field, the SAFU, which got its first oil in September 2018. And we've been working with BW, explaining them our basin and the specifics of, our, of this basin. And this helped them unlock some uh, very good reserves, and they've been, they will be announcing some very big discoveries and uh, we've been pushing the, the oil as well, the production for BW to around 15 to 18,000 barrels per day. So this is a very big step for us. And we are inviting so most of, a lot of new actors as well to come in here and to try and tap in the huge potential we have in pre-salt formations 
So Petronas, uh, which is the Malaysian national oil company, is doing a good job on that. They have two plots and they are trying to unlock that, uh, that potential for pre-salt. Because what you need to know is that right now, most of our discoveries and most of our field produced from the post-salt formation. So there's still a, a huge potential lying down there. And the last part really that I want to talk about is the, the, the creation of that gas market because Gabon has a lot of gas potential. We're, we're looking at more than 10 TCF in gas resources, but we still haven't been able to put in place the right infrastructure and the right policies in order to, to boost that gas production. And as well, what that means that a lot of the field with a high gas oil ratio has been just shut in right now. So with the development as well of this gas market, it will enable uh, producers to open up all of those uh, high gas oil ratio wells, and this will as well help maintain our production. No, and the fact that we can monetize gas in Gabon is going to be a major step in terms of supplies for the country and also exports for sure. Uh, we will come back to this. I will just uh, go back a bit to the petroleum code. Uh, that we were speaking, that it has been changed and it has been restructured per se in order to attract more investments. What were the key changes that were made? Because I remember back then when I was in Libreville, I even met uh, with Deloitte, who was very on top of everything and wanted to describe and produce this before and after for investors. And indeed, some policies were uh, looking good for bringing new companies that were still not uh, based or working with Gabon. So what do you think it has been or that have been the crucial points of this uh, this updating? Yeah, good question. So so basically what, what is very important for a national oil company and for a nation, for a ministry as well, who wants to develop its oil sector is to be able to understand its position regarding the, the other countries around him. And this is something we missed in the 2014 hydrocarbon code, where we found out in, in the end when we analyzed that, that our government take was too high compared to our competitors. Even though they are friends and they are friendly countries, they are still competitors for investment in the oil and gas. So what we tried to improve in this new code is adapting the code to the oil price fluctuation, make it more flexible to the different plays and field size, and more competitive, really, which meant that uh, big steps have been taken. We withdrew, we withdrew the corporate income tax, we reduced the royalty, reduced as well the state profit oil levels and improved the cost up, which meant that the, the government take now is much lower on our hydrocarbon code. As well, what it helped to do is it's helped now reduce the barrier to entry to our petroleum basin, really, by reducing the cost of uh, production uh, regarding the government take on new permits. And uh, it has made possible as well the acquisition of new permits for smaller actors. You know, it's like BW is a very small actor who just starting in the hydrocarbon play and it improved our attractiveness compared to countries near Gabon. Exactly. And also uh, in terms of the hydrocarbon law, is there already something referring to gas or this is still not really in place? Yeah, so basically what happened is that the code is already in place, but our licensing round had started. But due to the COVID, it just the process was already going to the, toward the end. And uh, some permits were awarded already, but others not yet. So I think with the reshuffle of this uh, strategy due to the COVID, uh, the ministry is working on it right now. And uh, we believe that by the end of the year, they, they, will, ha they will explain to, to everyone how they're going to take this licensing, this 12th licensing round.
Exactly. So we should expect some some news within the next months also in that area. Great. Okay, so Jan, let's speak about gas. I know you're directly and personally involved with it. Uh, at this moment, it's obvious that we are facing some challenges as, as per this country's sector. What is being done to tackle this? What can you share with us and how developed are we in terms of this evolution? Yeah, thank you for the opportunity to discuss that. So since, you know, I've been uh, in charge of the strategy for GOC, I've been understanding a bit more uh, the potential we have, uh, we have in, in gas. For instance, the waste is happening right now is uh, regarding the flared gas. We are flaring 10 million barrels equivalent every year. It's just incredible waste. And as well, Gabon has been very cautious about its environment. So the government uh, set up a strategy of Gabon Vert, Green Gabon. So my first objective at the GOC is to tackle the gas flaring, really. So it's work, we are working right now with the GGFR from the World Bank in order to create the right legal, fiscal and economic condition in order for all the operators to have the right incentive to monetize these waste resources. Because the difficulty is that even though the, the resource is being wasted, but once you're thinking of, okay, how can I capture this resource? A lot of other questions comes into play. So right now, what I'm working on really is to put in place the right uh, framework for all of the operators to be, it's for them to be easy, for it to be easy for them to be able to let us capture this resource and, and monetize it. So, so this, is, this is done really with uh, in mind the development of a market for associated gas in Gabon, creating a national matrix of multiple source of gas associated with the right technology in order to supply multiple markets that are energy generation, so for power, mobility and petrochemicals. I believe that this idea doesn't stop in Gabon. You know, there's a big energy need in Africa. And in order to develop the economy, you need energy. In order to develop the mining sector, you need energy. In order to develop any sector, you need energy. And whereas at the same time, you have all of these resources, gas resources wasted and this energy need. So that's why I really believe that flare gas reduction and monetization could be the key to unlocking uh, the energy power of Africa. So I'm working really closely today with the GGFR, and the idea is trying to put in place a system that can be replicated afterwards in other African countries. That's brilliant. And also, we do work with other countries, and for sure, the potential in the entire continent goes way beyond what each country individually needs. And there are a few sectors that can be developed and will bring a lot of opportunities uh, in country and to the continent per se. So not only on the energy uh, sector, but also we can go to infrastructure, for example, which is something that would help obviously a lot in terms of exports and trades among countries and even to other continents. And in Gabon, we have a very interesting situation because you are surrounded by very rich countries in terms of lands, neighbors with Gabon, but also you have an impressive coastline. So in terms of infrastructure on that side, that can be looking abroad more in terms of ports, but also in terms of local and inland infrastructure, uh, what developments can we see and how are the current, uh, how is the current situation impacting the development of other sectors such as energy? Yeah, so definitely. Uh, and this is a very interesting point. What we saw is that before this COVID uh, just came in and hit everyone, we've been seeing a lot of changes in ownership in infrastructure in Gabon. So it, it first started with Asala, 
taking shells, all of the shells assets and uh, export facility down south of Gabon and the pipeline as well, the pipeline matrix, which brings oils from the field in the center all the way to the south and the terminal, the um, Asala terminal now. And as well on the north, we've seen the same happening with uh, Total and Perenco, who are discussing the switch as well of ownership of the Caplopes terminal in North Gabon. And in the same time, you could see as well that there is a new actor who entered Gabon now, the Merckx Group, who's been uh, investing with Arai, with uh, Olam and other in Arise and in the new international port in Libreville. So there's still a, a kind of excitement on, on those infrastructures. And, you know, infrastructures are easy to invest in because uh, banks are, are eager to land for, for those type of investments. So what we can see really in terms of infrastructure, there's new actors in it. And we, we believe that these, those new actors come with a new ideas on how to monetize a bit their infrastructure and how to maintain them. So concerning the only last aspect that needs to be looked at is really gas, because we have already for the mining, this new part of this new actor who came in uh, Arise now, they, they help buster a bit export facilities for all of the mining sector. And you can see now the oil uh, with Perenco and Asala, north and south as well, they've been, they're trying, they will maximize the oil as well production and transport and export. But concerning gas steel, we're lacking a network which will be able to collect all of those gas resources from the different fields. So this is the last part. Perenco has started already doing a good job by uh, creating a pipeline which enables today to supply Port Gentil in electricity. 100% of the Port Gentil electricity now comes from that pipeline, Perenco pipeline, and it reached as well Libreville, where it supplies around 30% of the electricity need in Libreville. But what is left to do really is creating that network, that pipeline network to be able to collect the gas, associated gas or dry gas from other fields and enable bring it to a, to a hub. So working uh, with the Arise Group to develop uh, the Manji Free Zone uh, near Port Gentil, where we believe that this could be the right area to have to create a gas hub or petrochemicals and other type of industries, really. So, so this is the in the medium term, we're looking at the, the different uh, reserves that we have, gas reserve, and creating a matrix to see what infrastructure needs to be built. But concerning the, to go back to the oil infrastructure, I think it, it's pretty mature. And, and most fields right now, if you come and invest in Gabon, you will have a pipeline just near your field where you can connect yourself and sell your oil. I have a question in regards, because I hear a lot about, okay, first of all, mature fields. EOR, we discussed uh, very briefly in the beginning, gas development, uh, infrastructure, energy uh, projects in Gabon. Of course, we know very well that uh, a country is as powerful as her allies and, you know, the companies and their investors already existing, but also the new ones. So in terms of, of new services for, for Gabon, what are the opportunities for new players? So let's say someone that has never been to Gabon uh, before. And then what are the actual initiatives in place for the current ones, like Jay or um, Baker Hughes? Yeah, very good question. So unfortunately, the, the COVID and the collapse of the oil price has postponed most of the infill activities and uh, as well the licensing round final process. So this has undermined activities and demand for uh, service providers. But that said, once we manage to deal with the COVID better and uh, the oil price, if the oil price can stay at that current level, we will see activities pick up for the second half of 2021. 
So what is interesting as well is that since now we no longer have a lot of those oil majors who already have, you know, worldwide contracts with uh, service providers and, uh, you know, they have a specific structure of uh, how they work and who they work with and uh, who they can accept as a vendor. With all of these new independent actors coming in now in Gabon, I believe that uh, it's an opportunity for service providers to be here, but they need to, they need to come in, they need to take that first risk of coming to Port-Genty and setting up uh, maybe not a, a whole entity yet, but at least having a representative in Gabon. And I believe really for them, this is a big opportunity. You have Valco, you have BW, Perenco, Moral and Prom, you have all of these, all of these actors are independent. So they don't have worldwide contracts with major uh, service providers, you know, so they look at, they look at comp- they look at the competition and they try and get the best deal of uh, different actors. So it's definitely, I definitely would, uh, would recommend service providers to try and see how they could be in Gabon for 2021 because uh, there's a lot that's going to be going on. A lot's going to be going on. So, okay, let's go. I know it's something that we really love with, with Madalena. What we absolutely love to talk about is, you know, new, pl- new plans, especially now with COVID. Everything is a little bit, you know, more, it's, it's lower, more sensitive. However, I say that Gabon is, is leading with a very strong 2021 plan. So would you like to give us a snapshot of what's to be expected from uh, GOC for promotion or pro? projects that you have uh, in the oven. How are you, let's say, tackling the very silent times of COVID? And how do you plan to take uh, the DOC to the next level and be ready for 2021? As I was saying, really, COVID is, it came as an opportunity for us, really, because we were on the starting block of uh, putting in place a couple of projects. But uh, even though COVID came, we didn't stop doing uh, our studies. You know, we're still doing our homework. So it enabled us to gain some time and gain some momentum on the different studies that we're doing, pre-feasibility studies, and as well to understand a bit where we want our group to be. So we had a major change in the hydrocarbon structure of Gabon with changes of people. So the the minister changed, uh, the head of the hydrocarbon changed, the head of GOC as well changed. So we've been working the past months on our strategy for 2021 and where we want to be really. But the basis of our communication will still stay the same. You know, we are focusing, first of all, on the African content, on really how how can we, not uh, as an NOC and other NOC in Africa, how can we work together? How can we push our industry? How can we bring our NOCs to the IOC standards, really, and, and be where it counts? Because what you need to understand is that the, the private market will not want inv- to take some of the risk, you know. So the NOCs have, have to be there to take the first risk. Once this risk is taken, once the infrastructure and the framework is put in place, then the private market will come and join and help us. So this is where we still will keep a focus on the African content and how to develop that uh, cooperation between NOCs. We have as well the, the image, GOC image, that we want to put back there and, and discuss a bit the projects we're going on, how we monetize flared gas and uh, how do we as well develop our mature field and as well the partnership we made with BW on these new fields and where the, the hydrocarbon uh, world really is going and what would be interesting for us uh, to be able to share as a message really to the industry. And the last the last part is really partnership. 
we're really eager to find the right partners for, for, for GOC. GOC is a pretty young company. Uh, even though we have really experienced guys in terms of geoscience in our entity and we understand very well our hydrocarbon basin, but we're still a young company. So we want to have strategic partners with us, people interested in Gabon, interested to invest in Gabon, in hydrocarbon. Uh, it could be oil, it could be gas, it could be infrastructure. We're really eager to that. So our strategy for 20, 2021 will be about finding the right strategic partners in terms of financial partners and technical partners really for us to be able to put them and to share with them our projects and what we want to be doing and where we want to go so i'm really uh, excited about uh, this strategy and we will be able to share it properly with uh, with the world uh, around before the end of the year and uh, i'm sure it will it will be interesting for people to understand and see how they can join in we have been discussing with quite a few countries recently in terms of how to in, to invite new NP players, more independents, and they're now seeing the value of independent uh, companies. However, it seems like Gabon has been working, they, like they, you've seen the space and, and you noticed the, the value of these uh, smaller players and the impact that they have, that they're faster, they want to take, let's say, less interesting uh, projects that have turned into very uh, profitable projects um, for oil companies. So you have been really leading the space and it's really impressive because we've been trying to communicate this need to change strategy as soon as possible, especially during COVID, but also post-COVID times. I'm very glad to see that you, you've noticed it before anyone else has. We didn't really have a choice, you know, to be fair. It's because we had, you know, before Gabon, it was only majors. We had Shell, we had Total, and both of them, they had 50-50 really sharing of, uh, of the Gabon res- reserves. And But what we saw is that our, our production was still declining and declining. They didn't do the right investments. It's like they're just, they keep looking for bigger and bigger assets, really. That's what we found. Whereas when Perenco came in, it was scaled before. When they came in in Gabon, they had a different strategy. You know, they were like, okay, this is a marginal field. I don't mind. I take that. And they, they start working on their fields, try and see how can I enhance production. And we saw, we saw that they do a good job, really. They do a good job. They look outside, they think outside of the box. And they, they, they can take on assets where other major operators will see it as a non-profitable assets, whereas independent, because of the, the pragmatism they have, they, they are able to unlock those, uh, those reserves, really, and unlock those production. So this is why we've been pushing. to When, when we saw that um, BW4 was interested in coming to Gabon, we pushed to be there with them to be able to as well, because the only thing that those independent actors lack is the experience of our basin because Total and Shell was here for a long time, you know, so they know, they know very well the hydrocarbon plays here in Gabon. But those independent, when they come in, you know, even if they come with experts, they like this knowledge of the basin. And then you can make some mistakes, you know, you can look at a, a potential, a prospect differently. If you know the basin, you can see, you can see things differently. And this is how the success that uh, BW is having right now is just because of that. We, we're more able to link their experience of, uh, of hydrocarbon with our knowledge of the basin. And this just makes uh, success. This just creates success. So we're trying to replicate the same. So next year, we will be focusing on trying to find those others, uh, strategic partners, independent partners that we can bring in as well with us. We've got a couple of interesting 
projects that want to put in place, both in uh, in terms of permits that want to acquire, in terms of uh, projects that we have in, on the gas aspect. So we'll be looking at strategic partners, really independent, who can come in with us, and then we'll be able to create wealth through those through those opportunities. And I believe this is also one of the main reasons why it drove the NOC to start being connected and closer to these operators exactly to transmit and to transfer all this knowledge that would help them to quit in a faster way to identify potential that it could have been undermined before or previously. I see the picture that this is really good news, Jan, because, you know, and despite the fact that I absolutely love the country, facts speak for themselves. And we have one of the most developed countries in Central Africa. And then I believe it still has one of the highest per capita GDPs on the continent. And then we see that there were many challenges coming home. But to see how you went through this storm and now we're on Q4 of COVID and everything is in place to really uh, open a different year is very is very interesting. And we're looking forward to have you speaking again about all of this. Of course, we'll be involved. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you very much for the opportunity. And I want to thank you guys for this podcast as well. It's a very good idea, guys. And, and we need to keep people talking, really. Because with 2020... And uh, with the COVID, there was a lot of, of events that was stopped. And, and it's important for us to keep talking about our industry and keep talking about what is working and where we can improve and what can we be done differently, really. And keeping the conversation is the most important. So thank you very much, guys, for the opportunity you gave me. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you both for, for your time. Madalena, your interventions are, are always gold. I also want to say that, yeah, like we need to keep the conversation going and flowing, benchmarking with other players, other nations, not in Africa, but in the world. Because as you said, Gabon is part of the, the conjugate margins, Atlantic margins. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot to learn from the other countries that are facing maybe similar challenges, but there's just not the dialogue. Um, there and then. So I'll take this opportunity and I will uh, invite you um, officially. We can take this uh, as an official invitation, I guess, um, <laughs> to a very big uh, conference that we're organizing uh, in Morocco in 2021, of course. Um, nice. Very good country as well. I love Morocco. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's definitely in my top three. Uh, if I may say. So we will um, gather all the, the conjugate margin players. Uh, it's an official event for the, uh, for the region. And um, we would love to see you there. You know, the project will have evolved by then. So there will be a lot to discuss. But in the meantime, I'm, very, uh, I'm pretty sure that we're going to have more in-depth discussion in our Africa Upstream LNG and Gas Summit uh, October 22nd, which, of course, will be held online. As everything yeah, else. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Definitely. So there's a lot more to hear from you. And again, thank you so much for your time. And from NVR, like on behalf of, of uh, the podcast and NVR, would like to wish you all the best uh, with your new uh, endeavor and projects. And we're here mm -hmm. to help with uh, everything and anything we can. Thank you very much, guys. And the pleasure is shared. Pleasure, Jan. Merci. <laughs> Merci. Ciao. Merci beaucoup. Ciao.